Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Single Parent Society Talk Show. My name is Daniel, and I will be your host. We have a co-host as well. She's just trying to get on right now. Uh, there she is. Hello, Elise. I cannot hear you. Is your microphone working? Nope. She is checking her microphone. So those of you who cannot see us live right now, this is a live show. Uh, this will be recorded onto YouTube and podcast. Those links will be on the website, singleparentsociety.com. Uh, and if you want to send me anything, any ideas, content, whatever, there's a contact form. But you can also send it to me directly at daniel at singleparentsociety.com. Uh, so today's episode, I'm sitting on the couch in my comfy pants. And if you can't see, I've got a pretty cool Marvel shirt with everybody's heads on them. Uh, today's episode is about dating. Uh, so we all know as single parents, dating can be a total bummer. Uh, either you don't have the time, you don't know how to have, or it's been so long since you started dating um, that you just don't even know where to start. So Elise, how are you? Can you say hello? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Elise, why don't you just go over a little bit about who you are? Okay, so uh, my name is obviously Elise and I'm a single mother of a four-year-old little girl, uh, Solana. It has been just she and I for about a year now. Um, her dad was my high school sweetheart. We dated for most of our lives, kind of went our separate ways, um, reconnected, and had her unexpectedly. And things kind of didn't, didn't really work out, but um, probably because we had a child before we really had reestablished a relationship. So we're still super friendly. We've got a great like co-parenting relationship that we do long distance. Um, so he's in Pennsylvania, and I am in New England. And... Uh, we're just faking it till we make it. Sounds good. Yeah. So have you tried dating apps? Um, not since becoming a single parent. I okay. did, uh, I tried eHarmony once and super successful. Um, but not since, no. I haven't no, not since. No, not on <laughs> Tinder. All right. So I have done all the apps. Um, so as some of you guys know, I have been single close to three years now. Um, and I actually, yeah, yeah, just about three years. So I got into the dating scene right away. So I didn't even really wait. It was just a few months after uh, my wife and I officially split that I decided to try to get into it right away. And the reason being is I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to be that person that just bought being, sing being single or dating and then stayed single forever. Uh, do you mind just turning your volume down a little bit because I can hear an echo. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> I, I tried Tinder to start um, and it was very interesting. So Tinder was my first go. So I, I've done Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, which is why I mentioned them. Uh, and you, know, you don't know what to write about yourself. And the fact is, I had pretty much been off the dating scene 
God, I had, I have to say a decade maybe, you know? So going from when there was no apps, I don't even think there was apps in general, uh, going from, from no dating apps to, uh, to just, you know, all of a sudden now I have to meet all these people and, and figure this stuff out was pretty insane. Um, and so Tinder to me is hilarious. Oh, all dating apps are hilarious because frankly, it's a menu. Like it's, it's an absolute menu. You are searching through like, mm, that steak looks really good. Let me read the description of that steak. Oh, it sounds even more delicious. I'm going to swipe that steak. And that's essentially what it is. Um, you know, I'm not that kind of person. I'm the kind of person that meets someone, becomes friends with them and falls in love with them. You know what I mean? The pretty standard way in which you should be meeting people, not, okay, there's all this pressure and now I'm going to start dating and, and this person has to be the person because I selected them off the plate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not to mention you get exactly what it is that somebody wants to put forth. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. So my first story, my very first person I started dating. So I do this in like a, a sequency kind of way. Um, I, I found someone online. She was a single mom as well. She was going through divorce as well. Um, and we hung out. So how we, how we did it at the time is uh, we met without the children. So we met without the children. And, uh, and her and I went on casual dates. And we must have hung out like a handful of times. She was nice. You know, our, similar, our situation was very similar. Uh, together at the time, our children were one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, no. all five of them lined up like just like that. So we went out once to Panera. Uh, we brought the children, and it was all five children just lined up. And it, we must have looked. People were staring at us. They had no idea like what was going on because here we are, two individuals with five kids. Um, how was it possible? Yeah, pretty much. Like, how, how did that come out of that woman? Uh, so it was pretty, pretty funny. But uh, the weird thing is, is she and I never even kissed. And so it was awkward. because So I jumped into the dating scene, but I wasn't ready. So uh, I can remember very clearly the day we stopped being friends and stopped talking. And it was totally my fault. And the reason why is... I'm sure I didn't make her feel good about herself because I was being friendly and I was having fun and I was enjoying her company, but we ended up drinking and then going out uh, to her, her parents' condo in Boston. So we didn't have the kids. It was her and I, we had a fun night, laughing, joking, drinking. We get back to her parents' condo and me being, just naive and stupid. I'm like, all right, I'm going to order my Uber now. I'll hop in the car and go home. And she's sitting on the edge of the couch like, what's up? What's going on? And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just waiting for my ride. I really got to get out of here. Catch <laughs> you later. One, one I, didn't, I didn't feel anything for her. You know, I, I was still kind of dealing with my ex and, and all those emotions. She was more of like a friend. I was like, oh, this is a great friend. We share something, whatever. I'm sure she was to date, you know, based off of pretty much how we just stopped talking right after that day. You know, in, in normal stance, like we had music going, like things should have 
led one thing to another. And I'm like, Bleh. oh, I'm going to wait 20 more minutes because I get to save on my Uber. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it was peak hours. Can you blame me? <laughs> no. So, so I called my Uber and I went home. Uh, and it was such, I mean, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, you bozo. Like, you, you could have dated her. You could have, you know, spent time with whatever. But at the time, I didn't feel it. You know what I mean? Uh, and so then I went, um, and then there was, so I think like a month or two passed, and I met another girl, uh, this time through Bumble. And so Bumble, for you, for you guys who don't know Bumble, Bumble is, the, is like Tinder. But women are in control. So what that means is uh, men cannot initiate conversation. The women have to. So when you match, guys leave you alone until you reach out to say hello. Downloading. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is cool, but also kind of annoying. Yeah. Because then when they match me and they just never say anything to me, I'm like, come on. What's going on? Like, what? You matched with me. What the hell did you just, like, say, oh, he's cute, and then look at my bio and, like, three children. Holy hell. Oh, I'm going to skip that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I got <laughs> – at times when I was dating, I would put everything out there and say, father of three children, blah, 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 blah. And then when I deleted the app and then re-downloaded it in frustration, I'd go, uh, likes this, likes that, you know, nicks the children. And then, you know, so basically there's been like 700 different versions of me on all the apps. And uh, it's interesting because Bumble kind of clarifies everything. It makes me feel a little bad because being a single dad of three children, like very rarely do I get an actual match uh, when I put all of that information on. When you say, oh, I'm a single dad of three kids, everyone's like, it's crickets. You can't hear anything. Like, oh, okay. But it, but I don't put children and it's like, you've matched with a thousand people. And then I'm like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. Just taking my kid to school. And they're like, kids. I'm like, yeah, I've got kids. And all of a sudden ghost, nothing. Silence. It's crazy. It's like children are the plague. But let me, let me ask you. So you said where you have like all the different versions of you on the different apps. Do you find yep. that you're matched with different people? I do. So it's very interesting. So when I put no information and I just put pictures of myself up, I match with tons of people, like so many people. Like it's, it's like a free for all. When I put, so when I put some stuff in my bio, I match with less. So people who don't agree with, with certain things that I may say, you know? Um, and then when I put the children, it's pretty much like dead silent. Like I'll get like a random single mom here and there. I'll get like a random curious person who like wants to know why I'm a full custody single dad. I get a lot of those, like people who message me, they're like, so they'll, they'll interrogate me. They, they, they don't like ask me questions. It's like an interrogation. Like, so why are you a single dad? What's going on with the mom? Why isn't she involved? What's the deal with her? When did you get divorced? How long have you been separated? Where do you live? Hey, it's not a museum, bro. Move along. And I'm like, uh, I think I'm going to end this conversation now. You know, it, it won't, it's hard enough as a single parent to date. Um, because you're one, you're putting yourself back out there. Uh, and, and two, you know, you, you have to quote unquote, find someone who's going to be relatable to the children. Like you can't just find some bozo or whatever, who's like living the dream. You have to find someone who's, you know, decent and, and will jive with your lifestyle. 
um, you know, so it's, it's kind of hard too, because being a single parent, I think you devalue yourself. I think right away you devalue yourself. I think you, like me, so in the beginning, I wouldn't swipe on very beautiful people. Like I wouldn't do it. Even, even knowing that even if I swiped on them, they wouldn't know it, I still wouldn't do it. Because to me, I was like, oh, I don't have the ability to give so much to this person. And I'm sure they want, you know, constant attention or, or to go out all the time. I'm like, no, skip. So I'd swipe left on that. I'd swipe left on people who are like, oh, I love travel. Because I'm like, I'm not going anywhere soon. <laughs> Taking field trips, that's about it. Yeah. If you, if you mean by traveling a nice swing ride, then girl, <laughs> I can travel every day, all day, like the best of them. Gotcha. Um, but so I, so my second, the second girl I, I started dating, this one was a little different. So this one, I think kind of messed up all my future dates and I'll, I'll explain to you why. And this is when I get super awkward. Uh, so my, so my, the second girl I met, uh, we met up at a bar. We went to a Jacob Banks concert. Um, it was fantastic. So if you don't know Jacob Banks, he is great. He's a bluesy souls kind of guy. He's from England. He is, it's really, really good. So look him up. Um, but it's so funny because we met at a bar first, then we went to the venue, we listened to the music and we had, we were just the chemistry in text, like the chemistry in text is fantastic. Like we were just spitfire back and forth constantly. I mean, it was, amazing and then i met her and i was like oh, okay yeah okay and so we're at the um we're at the venue and we're you know cuddling up next to each other listening to the music drinking having a good old time and you know i i was feeling things so i was like okay so the music show ended or the concert ended i don't know get all fancy with the music show <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the the concert ended and uh, I, I made a bold move. And I was like, so I don't want this to end. Do you want this to end? And she's like, no. And I was like, so what do you want to do? I was like, I got to work early in the morning. Um, so I can't do too much. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. I was yeah. like, but what do you want to do? I was like, you want to get a hotel? Oh, okay. <laughs> My mom's calling. <laughs> you know, so I was like, mm. So she was like, I was, I was like, first off, I was like, let me clarify. I'm, I, the only reason we're getting a hotel is because we both don't live close by, uh -huh. you know, and, and I don't mind sleeping on the floor. Like I wanted to be a gentleman about it. Like, so me genuinely, like I'm, that's, that's me. Like I can get a hotel with a girl and I can sleep on the couch or the floor or whatever, like to make you comfortable. Like, I don't, I don't have to, we don't have to get into that. But, uh, so she was like, okay. And so we ended up getting a hotel um some rinky dink hotel i don't even know like it was last minute and uh so we got to the hotel and she was the first girl i kissed after getting separated and it didn't progress any further than that um because i could like i just i wasn't there yet like it just wasn't it didn't feel right you know uh going from making love to someone you're in love with versus some person you just met is two different things yeah uh, so I was in, I wasn't, and so throughout the course of our relationship, we pretty much met up every Tuesday and got a hotel 
and we'd hang out, we'd play games, we'd watch movies, we'd cuddle, we'd kiss. Never took it any further. Um, but it was always like a cool time. Like she was a single mom too. And it was just a cool time. You know, like there was, there was not much uh, negative issues with it. And uh, we, things started breaking down because um, I was going through the court process with my ex-wife. And, uh, and it, it wasn't good. Like the, the courts were not good to me. So it, was, uh, it wasn't the best situation. And so, uh, so things ended up breaking down and we, we stopped dating, but we're, we're still friendly here and there. Um, so then that broke down. It's like, oh, crap. Now I have to hit Tinder and Bumble and Hinge again. So I hit it up again. Is there a dog barking? I was wondering. I was like, can they hear that? Yeah, that's definitely my dog. He's barking in the <laughs> same room pup? that my daughter's sleeping in. No big deal. Ah, that's the worst. <laughs> Shut up, dog. Right. Wake up the baby. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, oh, oh, yeah. So, if anybody's uh, watching this live right now, feel free to type in some Q and A's. Um, no big deal. You can ask questions away all you want. Um, and so, so then, I, so I, I hit up this this time. I hit up Tinder because the whole point behind Bumble is I was trying to find someone quality. And then I got frustrated and angry. I was like, screw this. I was like, I'm just gonna be crazy and, and hit up Tinder and and find someone cute and see what happens so i ended up uh this is when tinder came out the fact that it would find you like mutual friends with people so i ended up finding this uh girl and swiping on her and it said you are mutual friends with so and so so i ended up swiping on her texting my buddy like hey you know this girl and he's like yeah i was like i just swiped on her on tinder like what's her deal <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh yeah she's cool whatever blah blah, blah. and i was like awesome so never never matched right and then a month later i get a, a little thing on my uh tinder that says you got a match and i'm like all right let's see who it is and it was her and I was like, okay all right i'm cool with that uh we got a so what about christian mingle or plenty of fish uh so we've got a question from someone they said what about christian mingle or plenty of fish uh i have not used christian mingle uh, I'm not a religious person. I'm more of a spiritual person. Uh, and then plenty of fish I just haven't done. Um, so that's not something that I've known about. So maybe I'll try that time in my pursuit of relationship. Uh, and then we've got a question for you, Elise. Uh-oh. Elise, do you plan on dating anytime soon? I have been separated from my ex for eight months now and still don't feel ready to formally date. So what do you think about that? So my circumstances are admittedly a little unique. Um, the door was kind of left open between her father and I, um, given the, given our history. Um, so we kind of had, we had a, there was a lot of resentment in the relationship and there was a lot of breakdown. And that was, again, like I said, I attribute that to the fact that we had her in our relationship in our adult life was kind of a byproduct of the fact that we had a child and we hadn't formed a relationship and then had a child. So there was a lot that we needed to work out. Um, and the relationship kind of broke down and then I had an emotional relationship with somebody else. So nothing happened. It was like, 
kind of a friend from school's brother. He lived across the country, but it was just somebody for me to kind of connect with. Um, and so I was having all of the conversations with him that I wasn't having in my relationship. And it eventually all kind of came out, came to a head, ruined the relationship that I was in. And we kind of like, we obviously uh, split up, but we did, as things were kind of breaking, we were realizing like, we want our family to be together. And all of the issues that we had in our relationship started to bubble to the surface and we started to address those. So we kind of left the door open um, that we could possibly in the future. Um, oh. So I think I got bumped off. Did you stay on? Did it work? I did. I stayed on. Okay. I don't know how much of that. I got bumped off. I'm not sure what happened. Um, but just continue on with your story and I'm here. <laughs> okay. Um, so we kind of left the door open that I think as things kind of started to implode, we were like, all right, so here's the bigger picture. Like our family's crumbling. We, you know, we're kind of in the weeds and really hung up on the details of a relationship and what wasn't working and what the resentments were. And as the relationship broke down and then he took a job and we kind of realized the magnitude of us living separate lives. We were like, you know, let's table the idea of kind of working through our, our problems individually and then coming together and seeing if we can work on something, um, work on a relationship, understanding that we both value our family being intact, kind of having that nuclear family. So in the last year, um, dating, hasn't been on my mind because all while I'm parenting her on my own, um, not single in the sense um, that while we're, we're not together, um, I guess dating would kind of solidify that and we, I would have moved on. Um, and I haven't been at that point. So recently reached the point where as a result, I feel like our, our life is on hold. Um, so, I've kind of mentally made that decision that it's her and I, we're in our cemented in our life together and we're going to proceed just uh, she and I, but it's almost like that is just now starting. So while we've been separate for a year, uh, mentally, that hasn't been the case, but I just, I have so much that I have to work on, like in my motherhood and my identity outside of just being her mom and just getting back into work after being a stay at home mom for so long and kind of establishing my own uh, financial independence and all of those things and it's just it takes so much of my energy that I wouldn't be able to even think about dating someone or giving any of that energy to anybody um, probably for a while and that and to be honest it it all makes me so anxious and awkward that I probably wouldn't be a good date for anybody for a very long time <laughs> that's uh, I you'd be I think you'd be fine. You would do fine. You just bake a cake, right? That's all you have to do. Yeah, just show up with the cake. I mean, let's just be honest. I like prepped for this call, probably the way somebody preps for a date. I like walked around for a couple hours, like talking to myself. I doubled up on my deodorant. I was like cutting my toenails. I was like, what am I doing? Like, what's really happening right now? So, oh no, I feel like um, I have to throw the training wheels back on. Have a couple yeah. more of these conversations to get ready. It's super awkward. Like dating is yeah. super awkward. So I made the, so, so this is where, so I'll skip ahead quite a bit. Um, and I recently was talking to a single mom on Instagram and I, I made the mistake. So, so the problem is the, my frustration with being a single parent and not being able to date people because of my schedule and all that stuff has led me to the question of, is it a, appropriate 
to have play dates as an icebreaker for for dating. You know, I mean, do, do you get to the point where you just meet up with the person and their children at like a park, let the kids play? And if you guys have any, um, if you guys have any input in this, please let me know. Um, it, is it okay for someone to bring their children to a playground to meet another single parent with children and not necessarily make it a date, but just to get that initial icebreaker out of the way, you know, because there's so many people I meet on, on these apps, or I, like not meet, but I connect with on these apps where I never end up meeting them either because we can't find the time or because it takes so long. I say something super freaking awkward that I think just like tanks the whole thing. <laughs> like, well, I'm, I'm trying to figure it all out. So it makes me look desperate when in fact I'm just a problem solver and I'm literally just trying to solve the problem. So I'll explain on Instagram uh, we connected. I, I, I think she's pretty and, and she seems together. And I was like, oh, well, you know, what well, do you want to meet in real life? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. And then I was like, well, how do you want to do this? You know, because I didn't even know where she lived. I just knew that she was in my state. Uh, and so we were talking and I was so dumb. This coming, so for me, it's like no big deal. But for like normal people, especially I'm sure women, this is awkward stuff. I was like, well, you know, if the time is right, well, maybe we can just get a hotel and, and chat. You know? Bro. <laughs> like, back to that, like, oh, you bozo. Like, you're so stupid. Well, you know, there's all that chance. Yeah, you know, and then, so obviously we haven't talked in a long time because I'm sure she's <laughs> free, you know, but like for me, like that's the only way that I could date someone is literally, and I mean, I don't even have to share a room. We can get separate rooms, but I literally have to like travel to this person and, and do something with them. And it has to be at night. Well, I don't want to drive at night, especially if I'm drinking, you know, yeah. and I don't have to drink. Drinking's not a prerequisite. Um, but but to travel, you know, an hour to someone to hang out all night and then have to go to work in the morning, I'm like, God, you know, it'd be so much easier if I just got a hotel. And then me, I'm like, well, let's just meet halfway and get a hotel. And I'm like, you're an idiot, dude. Like, what so that's mean? when you say you have a buddy that lives nearby, but really you stay at the hotel and maybe yeah. don't invite her to stay with you. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. <laughs> Stupidest thing I could have done. And to me, I was like, oh, it's no big deal. And I was talking to a single friend, and they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, God, I'm a bonehead. You know, such a, oh God, I, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to date. I don't, have a, I don't know how to date at all. Uh, so we've got, so um, Re responded to your story, and she said, totally get it. I feel like I can only concentrate on my son, too. Thanks for sharing, Elise. Um, Aww, she was the welcome. one who really asked the question. And now we have a question from Tower Girl 15. What's the appropriate amount of time to wait and introduce your kids to a new boyfriend slash girlfriend? I feel like it makes the relationship serious when this happens. Uh, so this is kind of the question I have as well. So as I stated just a little bit ago, is it appropriate to, to play date? Is it appropriate for two single parents to have a play date and the kids don't even know have, have to know they're meeting this other parent. They could just sit down on the bench and strike up a conversation. Um, is that appropriate? I feel like if it was a single person who didn't have children, then I feel like that wouldn't be appropriate. 
I feel like there is no time frame when it comes to another single parent meeting your children. I don't think you should announce that you're dating, though. I think you should wait a while until it is serious for you to say it's it's dating, you know, before you start showing PDA and stuff like that. Get the kids accustomed to the situation. But then there's kind of a blurred line when you guys are both single parents. So what do you think, Elise? Uh, my initial thought is, in terms of a play date, is it's no different than if you met this person, say, like, I take her to Zumbini. And if I happen to meet a parent there um, that I was interested in, and I was like, oh, we should get together. I don't think it's any different than them interacting, you making a connection, and they make a connection with um, their child. I don't, I don't per se see anything wrong with that. Um, I don't have, I think, a good answer in terms of the dating aspect because I personally struggle with the idea because her father is still very connected. I struggle yep. with the idea of like presenting somebody else where she understands the dynamic of like, this is dad, this is mom. And I mean, she's only four. We split when she was three. She sees pictures of us together. We're still very friendly. Like, so she has an idea of us having a relationship, but she doesn't necessarily have that traditional like mom and dad holding hands and that sort of thing. So I think that might be awkward to introduce where she doesn't see that between her dad and I. Um, yeah. And I, I just personally don't know how to reconcile that for her, uh, where it's like, sure, you have dad, but now here's this guy. Um, so I personally struggle with that. So I don't know how I would even present that to her. But I also think, think, this is just my opinion, I think that kids are okay with what you're okay with. So if this is I would have to agree. That, yeah, you know, so if it's something that's like natural and it's something that is okay and it's not presented in like some big shocking way, they don't they don't understand at most ages beyond what it is that you give them. And if you're okay and they're okay and it's presented in a way that they can kind of like grab it and like just go, then um, I don't I don't see the issue. I I personally worry like okay, what happens when you introduce someone? For me, it also gets like it's to your child, it's that much more serious because now they have a connection. Um, but I mean, you, you never really know. There's no guarantees with anything, you know? There's no guarantees even obviously as single parents being here, there's no guarantee, there was no guarantee for most of us that, you know, the relationships we were in, that these children were um, like a product of, that th those were gonna last, so. Yeah, absolutely, you know, I agree 100%. You know, it's, it's kind of a fine, it's, it's kind of up to you. In, in reality, you know, to to decide what what steps you're going to take. Like, let's be honest. So regardless of who you date, whether you think it's serious or not, there's no guarantee. Right. All right. So if you hold out and and not take advantage of an opportunity that presents itself simply because you're scared of something, then you're basically succumbing to the fear and it's not going to work out. Um, and one of the things I want to mention is I was talking to someone before this uh this webinar and she gave me some good things to talk about so one of them would be uh we were talking and she said well i don't want to be hurt again well if you if you set yourself up to not be hurt again why why is it that people always think the negative 
Like, I don't want to be hurt again. It's not, oh, you know, like, think, think of how you feel when either you're texting on the phone or with someone who you just started liking or who could possibly like. I mean, you're texting your friends. You're like, oh, my God, this person's so cute. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. You know, this is amazing. I can see us together doing this. This is going to be great. They're so awesome. And you're just so excited and so happy. And you feel great. Why is it that we lash we latch on to the hurt at the end of it and not everything that preceded that. You know, can you imagine if you just changed your frame of mind and was like, oh, hell, you know, oh, man, that sucked. We broke up, but I can't wait to meet the next person and feel that way again. You know, and that's how I feel about dating right now is I was in love. I was with the love of my life. Like, I, people in Hollywood write movies about the love that I had. And me, it sucked. Like I'm, I'm very hurt that I'm not married to her anymore, but I'm excited to go through that again. If I yeah. could have all that happiness, all that feeling, I mean, looking at someone and feeling the way that I felt, yes, yeah, sign me up. Where do I find this person? Let's go, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. So I'm looking for you. Your local person. hotel. Yeah, yeah, my local hotel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. He's in the lobby. <laughs> in the lobby somewhere. Um, you know, do that. So you, as a single parent, don't harp on the pain that you suffered. Because in reality, the pain that you suffered is such a small, minute fraction of your entire relationship. You know, there was a point where you were excited, where you were in love, where you felt amazing, where you told everybody everything because you wanted to yell it from the top of the world. Um, and, and so think that way. So my advice to that young lady um, is don't focus on not wanting to be hurt. Focus on how great it's going to feel when you make a connection with someone, whether it's lasting or not, how amazing it's gonna to be to make that connection. And then a second point she said um, that I wanted to bring up too is she wrote, I know what I want, I just can't find that person. Ooh. So there's your problem right there is the limitation. Yep. That person, you have expectations. When you have expectations, you're only ever gonna be um, so, so you guys listening, do not have expectations. Don't put yourself in a bubble. Don't sit there and say, I'm only going to date a person who's like this. I'm only going to date a person who looks like that. I'm only going to date a person who thinks like I think, because you could be surprised. You could, you could be walking down the street and there could be a, your polar opposite and you guys can have a moment. And then all of a sudden you're married to that person. You know, you never in a million years would have thought that you would have been with that person. But here you are with that person and they make you as happy as you could ever be. Also, you are most likely in a poor position. And what I mean by that is I know that I'm not desperate, but I'm pretty tired of being single. I, and it, it's, it's the company. I want the company. I want someone to sit on my, so I don't even, I don't even have to have like a romantic relationship. In reality, I'm not necessarily looking for like going out to dinners and like doing all this stuff. I just want someone to sit on my couch and watch a Netflix show with me. That's it. Just sit on my couch and take up some space 
and and bump elbows with me occasionally. You know? <laughs> like, come on, you know. Um, and I, it's it's hard to jump like straight into that. You can't jump straight into that. It's it's you have all this build up and stuff. And I'm like, come on, enough with the build up. You know, can we just be like best friends and and you can just snuggle me on the couch? Like, come on, just yeah. come over in your comfy socks. Yes, you know what I mean. Come in, come in your PJs. I don't care. You know what I mean. And then we can get a hotel, right? No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got hotel man, key that, cards. Yeah, the hotel. Um, so don't don't focus on a specific person. Uh, try try to just open yourself up to possibilities. Uh, and and I know that's hard with apps because you have to be so specific, either swiping left or swiping right. Um, I find it difficult too because there's people that I may not find physically attractive, but I could fall in love with because they're fantastic. So I guess read the bios too. Um, you know, if you like the bio, you like the picture, swipe right. If they have no bio, then screw them because they're too lazy to put information on the thing. <laughs> and if they're too lazy to put information on their bio, even a simple something funny, then no, you don't have time for people to date like that. Because if they don't have time to write bios, none of that nonsense. And if you are not writing bios and you're single parent, little Tinder bumble hinge, well, then there's your problem. <laughs> I just want to say, um, to be clear, I think there's a di there's there's definitely a difference in not having expectations, but having standards. Like it's okay, obviously, to have standards and things that like you want that you won't settle for, but without having the expectation of like you said, who that person is going to be. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you, I mean, you don't you don't want like a crazy person, um, or let me, let me phrase that. Let me say that better. You don't want a person who is immature uh, and who cannot fit into your single parent lifestyle. Because let's face it, unfortunately, we cannot just have just anybody. We need people who kind of understand or at least are willing to understand what we're going through. Um, we've got a statement from someone. She's stating this is from Sophia. She's stating, I'm nowhere near dating again, was in a relationship for 12 years, and he left me when I was 20 weeks pregnant almost a year ago. I'm kind of not worried about getting hurt again. I'm way more afraid of not finding love again. Also can't believe that I will have to go on the dating scene again after so many years. I feel your pain, Sophia. It is weird. It is awkward. We have discussed that. Um, I'm sorry that that happened to you. I think... Um, I, I would try not to live in your fear, though. Try not to be scared. Uh, I, I don't think you can find love. I don't think love is something you can find. Love is something you create. Mm -hmm. So if you find someone and you guys jive a certain way, um, you know, then there's love. But you, you can't go out searching for love. You can't go out looking for love because you're never going to find it. Because you have to make it. All right. What do you think about that? I, I think especially when you consider how much work love is. Like, think of the last person that you loved. Like, yeah, you have that, you have that initially where yep. things click and, you know, you're learning about them and things are exciting. But there hits a point in any relationship, regardless of how much you care for that person, that it becomes work. Um, you have to work on communication. You have to work on, you know, um, every aspect of any relationship for that matter. Yes. 
So when you consider how much work goes into love, just then consider the expectation that you're going to go out and find that in someone, you know? Um, yeah. So I really like that point that it's, it's something that you create. Like you obviously find little pieces of in a person um, that you could build that with, but you're not going to go out and, you know, like love at first sight. You see someone, you're like, that's it. That's the person. And it's just gonna, it's gonna click right now. And that's That'd be amazing. It saved me a ton of time. Yeah. Not happening. So much time, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, there has to be some sort of chemistry. So whether it's a physical chemistry, whether it's a conversational chemistry, um, whatever other kind of chemistries there are, there has to be some sort of chemistry. You can't force things. If it feels right. awkward and it feels like you're putting in way too much work, then it's not right. Also, don't hang on to toxic people. I've uh, met a lot of people who have dated right away and have found nothing but toxic. And I, I think it's also a reflection of your standards when you become a single parent. I think we kind of uh, dilute our standards because we kind of just want someone in the moment. Um, so please don't do that. I mean, we're all guilty of it at some point. Um, just try to focus on you and your needs and what is good for you. Take care of yourself. Um, don't be awkward like me. You know, I don't know, man. I, like, like I said, even, even with single moms, uh, if I chat for too long, I'm bound to say something, um, but I think it's more so my schedule that's kind of uh, turning people off. No, it's I that invite to the hotel yeah. that's turning people off. Let's be clear, Daniel. <laughs> Nothing to do with your schedule. What if it's, it's a, a fancy hotel? With the Holiday Inn. What if it's a fancy? It's not like a Motel Six. Don't matter. <laughs> All right, noted. I will never ask anyone to a hotel again. You guys hear there you that? Go. And don't judge me. Please don't judge me for my awkwardness. I am just genuine and I just, I am, I don't feel like I need to pressure anyone into anything. So I'm like trying to find solutions and, and just trying to figure out what is the best case scenario uh, to get dating started for me. Uh, so now, like now, so I, I don't do the, the hotel stuff anymore. I don't do any of the real awkward stuff anymore. I just have like general conversations with people, thankfully. I think I've reached a point where I'm more comfortable um, with myself, with my situation. And so, <laughs> so I'm not super awkward. Do we have more? Uh, I am first, yes, okay. So re, re just, because obviously you guys can't read uh, some of the comments. Uh, re called me thirsty and absolutely I am thirsty. Uh, he wants to bump elbows. I keep, yeah, just a little, little bumping elbows. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's tough, man. Cause so so one of the things I'm a I'm a toucher. I'm a PDA. I'm a toucher. I'm I'm a muscular therapist. So massage therapy is my my background. I've been in massage therapy for 15 years, and so um, with my ex-wife, you know, we touched all the time. Whether it was a hug, a kiss, cuddling, whatever, we always touched. So when you go from touching someone every day for eight years to touching no one for years. I was going to say yourself, but I got it. You know, but it, it's, it's like no physical, like I, yeah. I don't get hugged. You know what I mean? Like one of the hardest things that I've had to deal with is the knowledge that I don't get hugged. Like I, I can't tell you the last time I got hugged. Um, you know, and it's something a little like that, you know, like a hug or something like that, like that simple act of being touched could completely change me. 
but I don't get it. And I'm isolated yeah. because I'm a single dad. I'm stuck in my house. And if I'm not in my house, I'm with the kids. If I'm not with the kids, I'm at work, you know? And I've worked jobs where, it's, you know, I'm just going to go around hugging people, you know? Especially if you're asking them to go to hotels. <laughs> you're going to end up on some sort of registry. I am. There's going to be like a avoid. I'm sure there's like some underground Tinder website that's like avoid this guy. Yeah. And it's got my picture and it just says some weird stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, I just, uh, I'm struggling with the whole dating because I'm super awkward. And at one point I was super desperate and didn't know how to approach it correctly. Um, but now that my life is kind of leveling out, I feel like I now can actually date. Like before I made a ton of mistakes, I should not have been dating. I should have waited. So, I mean, I guess you can take kind of lesson from me is I jumped into it right away and I obviously was not in the mental space for it. Um, and things were just not going well in my life. So it just made it harder and I felt even more isolated. And then the more I tried dating, the more isolated I felt because I, I wasn't getting matches. You know, it's kind of like those people who get obsessed with likes on their Instagram and stuff like that, not pointing fingers at anybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, being, being obsessed with like the need to be validated, you know, that, that's kind of where I was at. I was like, oh man, I, I need to date. Like I need to do something. I need to be with adults. Um, and then, you know, now, now I'm finally good. Like I, I gave notice at my job today. I gave my two weeks in. Um, I'm going to something that is better for my quality of life as a single father. Um, and it has a lot of future potential. So I'm, I'm doing that. And, you know, my, my buddy and I are really good friends and he's been coming around a lot to help me. Um, so that's huge. He's a pivotal part of my family. The kids absolutely adore him. You know, we do excursions together. Um, and I just feel like things are settling down quite a bit. You know, I've got, you know, my, my ex stuff is so a little crazy. I'll find out tomorrow if I have to go to court. Um, but for the most part, uh, I mean, things are going okay. So I, I feel the mental space where I'm not overtired and I, I'm not desperate to go out, but I'd still like to talk to adults. You know, I'd still like to go on little dates. So now I'm, comfortable with just coffee or, or you know just just whatever because i don't need to rush it i don't need to like hang out with someone and be besties with them so you know i'm there i'm, I'm finally there after what two and a half three years and after all that craziness all that insanity you know i'm finally like all right you know maybe now i can date maybe now it's okay okay i actually had somebody it's funny you say that i was gonna ask um since i'm not like an actively dating person of any kind, single parent or not. Um, so I had posted like a song lyric on my Facebook and apparently it was like super um, like morbid for some people. I don't know. And I had like... What was the lyric? No, tell, what was the lyric? It really wasn't. Uh, it said like, um, I'm learning to live without you now. And it's the opening from an India Ari song. And I love it. And I was like, I even put the little wow. feeling that I was feeling peaceful when people were on there with like the sad reaction and my mom was like, what's going on? And I was really? <laughs> and I had somebody uh, drop into, so this is somebody that I've been friends with on Facebook for a couple of years. Um, like I re I just, I did a new Facebook page. Um, 
and we had a ton of mutual friends, so I accepted it. I was like, oh, like 30 plus. So I was like, okay, I like know this person. I just don't know who it is. And he had reached out, sent me a message and was like, hey, like, are you all right? And I was like, no, I am. And I explained that it was a song lyric, but I told him, you know, I really appreciate you reaching out because so often we say like, you know, reach out to people. You never know what they're going through or, you know, just a kind word. You have no idea like how far it can go. So we got to talking and I was like, no, I'm, you know, I'm doing fine, but I appreciate you reaching out. Like if I wasn't, that would, that would have been like really sweet to have you reach out. And he was like, yeah, no problem. Again, I have no idea who this person is. So he was like, oh, no problem. You know, you were my fifth grade sweetheart. And I was like, all right. Didn't know that was a thing, but okay. Again, no idea. Who People remember is. that stuff? I guess so. So I'm like talking about where I remember going to school in fifth grade. And he's talking about the school I went to before that. So I was like, I don't think I was in your fifth grade class, but all right, bud. Um, and so he was like, yeah, uh, you know, if you weren't married. And I was like, I've never been married. And apparently he had asked me out like a year or so before. And my way of brushing him off was telling him that like I was married. I was dead with her dad. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not definitely not married. But like I do. He was like, oh, you're married with kids. And I was like, I'm not married, but I do have a daughter. And he was like, oh, OK. Like, well, if I would have known that, like I would have I would ask you out or something. And I was kind of like, oh, this is getting weird. Um, but I was like, yeah, no, we could definitely grab coffee sometime. He was like, oh, so you don't want to go out with me? And I was like, well, that was the offer. Like, is coffee not considered like a date? Like, what what constitutes a date at this point? Because for me, a any time that I take to spend with somebody, huh? A night in a hotel that considers a date. That's, you know what? <laughs> that's I'm gonna beat that dead horse. <laughs> no, yeah. So I mean, that's kind of a red a red flag don't you think if he's like you know oh well if you don't want to go out with me i mean coffee is a date well any anytime so. you meet up with someone that's a date i mean you can meet at a bus stop that's a date you, know, Daniel, you don't actually like, remember when we on. talked about standards <laughs> well I'm, i remember i'm lowering mine i'm devaluing okay. myself right. as a single parent <laughs> um you know, I mean, anywhere, anytime that you connect with someone is a date, like as if you guys call it a date. Uh, but I mean, it sounds like he was just kind of like thirsty and fishing for a little, uh, you know. Well, time at a hotel. Yeah, it was a little weird. So I just, I left. I was like, oh, okay, if coffee, in my head, I was like, if coffee's not good enough, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, that's, that's it. And so I like, I stopped messaging him and I got like five more messages that were like, so do you not want to go out with me? And I was like, all right, well, that escalated quickly. But I'm like, what, any time that I, I take from be it my child or, you know, if I do happen to have free time and I don't have her and I choose to spend it with you, like, that's huge. It has to be worth it. Like, if I'm willing right. to go on a date with you, it has to be worth it. You know what I mean? I'm not wasting my time. I have very little time. I'm not going to sit here and just blow my time doing something with someone I could care less about. You know what I mean? Don't waste my time. And I feel like other parents appreciate that. I feel like somebody who does not have children does not appreciate how valuable your time away from your children is. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, because most of the time I don't even want to be there with you. I want to be with my kids. You know what I mean? Like there's, and there's that parent guilt. You know, you get that parent guilt. Oh, let's not talk about parent guilt. Ugh. Conversation for another day. Oh my God. Yeah, we can do that. We can have a whole show on that. 
I can't believe this show's already lasted 52 minutes. Uh, we'll probably wrap up. So let's, um, why don't you, let's get some questions for Elise, huh? Why don't you guys give some questions for Elise and I will be right back. So you can read the screen, right? Yeah. You can read them? Okay. So type up some questions for Elise. Let's hear them. No, I don't think you're off what I did. All right, guys. I know I'm not as interesting as Daniel, but if anybody has any questions, feel free to ask. Any questions at all? Probably not dating related, as I don't got much there. Otherwise, you're going to watch me eat my popcorn and drink my mason jar full of wine. I'm good with either. Wait, you're drinking wine? Casually. Uh, I'm jealous. I am drinking tea. I also brought enough popcorn. I feel like I'm really sick. Oh, there we go. We have a question from Sophia. What is the hardest part of being a single parent for you right now? The hardest part for me right now the emotional stuff um so by that i mean not losing my cool not getting a break and not in a sense that you know i need time because i want to go out i'm okay with that i personally need the time because i have to work exceptionally hard um twice as hard as the average person to be patient. And that's just because of um, my childhood and the dynamics with my mom and I, uh, one of the reasons I'm in therapy. So my first reaction is to be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what she's doing is she's being poor. But I need to like stop in that moment and like ask that question and answer it myself before I say it out loud to her. Yeah. And not having anybody to kind of like like to tag anyone in and take a breather and kind of like reset and me having to be on 24 seven that yeah, wears thin. Um, so that's, that's the biggest struggle. Like this morning she spilled orange juice on her uniform before school and just the stress from like the last three weeks. And I was like, that's it. You know, listen. And then I'm like, I hear myself as I'm saying it and I can like almost see her shrinking, but it's like, once once the, the that can is open it just kind of like all comes out and then insert parent guilt so yeah the emotional. I mean, i'm right there with you i, I you, it's funny that you said you can hear yourself as you say it and yet you don't stop because that's literally what happens it's like you're you're yelling and you're like i don't need to be yelling right now like it's not right and you can see them getting like kind of scared and you're like oh, just shut up like i don't want to be saying the things that i'm saying uh, and they totally feel bad. So I definitely get it. We've got another question. Um, so this is from Marie. She goes, Elise, do you want more, do you want a more solid commitment with your daughter's father? So we actually just had that. Uh, we just broached that conversation uh, tonight because it was something that I had kind of. Um, Ooh, drink my tea. Let's hear it. <laughs> I had kind of just reached a point where. I just checked out. I was like, well, uh, you know, I told him maybe six months ago, given that there, there was a lot of history, but that emotional relationship that I kind of walked into is what like the straw that broke the camel's back. And I think as 
in like in an attempt to like kind of almost like serve as penance, I was kind of like at his mercy, you know, where yeah. I was like, no, you know, um, I'll, I'll do whatever we need to. And you take your space. And I'm like, I could have been really angry that you told me, Hey, I took a job out of state and I'm leaving in two weeks. And I could be really angry that like you have this independent life that you're able to live. But I kind of just was like, well, nope, like just bottle, not bottle it up, but just kind of like absorb it. And then I told him about six months ago, you know, at some point, we're going to get used to living without you. Like at some point this, like either you're going to make a decision or our lives are just going to go on. And in the last couple of months, um, as things, as I've just gotten, um, more opportunities at work. So I'm really focused there and I feel better and I'm doing a lot for myself and she and I are really adjusting. I'm like, we just, our life has to move on. Um, not move on, but just move forward, whether that's yeah. with him or not. So I let him know today that I started to have conversations around um, jobs at the support center for my office, which would be in Chicago. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you cast your net a little bit wider and you landed your, you landed in Pennsylvania and, you know, we deserve the same opportunity. I'm ready for us to have a life where we're not struggling or, you know, we're not going without, or we, we're not, we don't feel so much pressure and whatever I need to do to create that life. Um, and so I let him know. And I, I think the next conversation that we'll have, he's either going to make the decision that yes, like we can look at moving full, we can look at moving on together or he's just not in that space, in which case I don't need a commitment from him. But one thing he did tell me, he was like, you know, indecision is a decision. You've got to make one. And if you can't make one like that in, in itself is a decision. So yeah. if he's not ready to kind of move forward with us, then I'm good with where we're at. You know, if there's anything I've learned in the last year, it's that she and I can make it. Yes. Power. Oh. Love it. We're doing it. I'm doing it. All right, so well, we'll leave it on that note. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us here. Uh, if you want to be on the show or if you have any ideas for a show, please let me know at daniel at singleparentsociety.com. Also, if um, I kind of want to have more panelists next time, I want to have like a group so that the way it's just not me ranting. Uh, I'm getting tired of hearing myself. And I think you guys would probably benefit from hearing a lot more uh, perspectives. So let me know uh, what you want to do. Contact me and we can figure it out. All right. Have a great night. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me. It was fun. Next time we got to do craziness. <laughs> I'm with it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.